Mario texted me first thing this morning. The first where he, he DM'd me and it said, I never thought I would hear the word hammer curls on an episode of Karate in the Garage. <laughs> so somebody's listed. I'm Corey Cope. I'm Freddie Wall. And this is, yes, this is a Monday kickstart. Yes, Our it second is. one, it's today is November 25th, but really it's really the 19th. Things are looking up. We're, so, two, in, we're two for two <laughs> in the new format. It's Tuesday. Tuesday for a Monday. Instead of day for night, night for day. Night and day. I like night and day too. The song or the movie? The movie. Not seen the movie, but I'm into it because I like TC. He's fun. He kind of goofs on himself in it. Yeah, that's what I hear. I like it. Try to burn my feet because I haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to. <laughs> what does that mean? You know, like hold you to the fire. Like oh, brand okay. your feet. Like you know, if you were to torture somebody, Corey. All right. Uh, <laughs> quick follow up to last. Feet week. to the fire. <laughs> Why? Because we never we sit around and fuck off for an hour and a half before we do anything. Maybe. Hey, but at least we did something. We actually watched no, we, something related to today's thing. We but certainly did. Thank you, because I totally spaced on that yesterday. I did. If it wasn't for my nephew, like texting me, "Can you give me a hookup? Make a TV provider so I can watch Rick and Morty." I'm like, "Oh, I tried that premiered. No, I can't. I cannot. And I can't honestly. It's, I won't say why. So last week I talked about the art of Rick Baker book, um, right? Or if for those of you that are just now hearing this. <laughs> it's a week ago. It's this thing that we started doing last week called uh, Monday Kickstart. Quick, yeah, Kickstart. To kickstart the week. Anyway, talk about the art of Rick Baker book and how expensive it is and how super heavy it is and how, well, most importantly, how kick-ass it is. I got a follow-up to that. It's still kick-ass. It's still heavy. But the price dropped to $166, which is a $70 drop. That's insane. That's considerable. That's not the end of my follow-up. My follow-up no. also includes What'd this. you do? Fuck Amazon and their customer <laughs> service. Seriously. Because it's, it's ridiculous. So I noticed the, the price difference. I, ironically, was preparing yesterday's episode that I released where I was putting stuff in for show notes and I went to pull up the link for the book to make it easier for somebody through the app to say, oh, look, boom, I wanted to order that book. Then I saw that it dropped $166. I'm like, what? So I reached out to Amazon on chat because I was at work. So I wasn't going to really take a make a call. So I took a break, hit them up on chat. And they were so resistant to helping me. The very first thing the guy says to me is nothing. He copies and pastes their price guarantee policy. And I'm like, well, yeah, dude, I already know. I know all those things. So I said, I, I can still return it and then reorder it and then return the unopened one that you just about you, that you're going to send me. So like, yeah, yeah, you can rebuy that again. I'm like, well, why don't you just make the adjustment? Because honestly, I rebuy it again. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to rebuy it. I'm going to set up a return. I'm going to get the new one. 
I am going to cut the box open, make sure that that is the book indeed that's in there, slide in the RMA slip, put the label on them that you're going to give me for my return and send it back to you. Now you're going to have to deal with an unopened package instead of just giving me the fucking adjustment. Right. So what happened? Well, I ate $14.78 to return the item, which is no big deal. And it's not out of my pocket necessarily because I already paid for the book and this is going to come out of my refund. Right. So I said in the nicest way possible, Dick, now you're going to have to take this package and you're going to have to deal with it in the warehouse. And you're going to go, oh, we have to restock that. All right, you're going to give it to somebody who you're paying to go restock that because it's going to be unopened. The the it, the Rick Baker box is still going to be sealed. All I'm going to do is open the box enough to verify that you sent me the right thing before I return it. So you, in turn, sit for saving $14.78, which you would have gotten from me anyway because I was just asking for Amazon credit. No. Nope. Right. I still netted after that fourteen seventy. I still netted sixty six dollars and some change, but now you piss me off. It's like why couldn't you? Why couldn't you have just done it? And then I ended it saying, "I guarantee you that Amazon will spend more money in wages for the employees to handle that package when it comes back because it isn't just going to be like we've talked about where you can just uh, oh you know I have a scratch DVD oh really okay we'll send you another one do you want to send it back the the bad one no that's okay. Right. This isn't that. This is a, a, a retail book for 250 bucks. In this case, now it's 166 retail. You, you're going to take it back and you're going to see it sealed and you're going to go, oh, let's go. You have to restock it. Dude, you, you're going to spend at least 30 paid minutes for your employees. So even if they're only making 15 bucks an hour. Right. Come on. It's just dumb. And we're ex- not excusing the fact that you're also paying somebody to go get the box that I'm the new one that I've ordered. To pack that up to send it to me, so you have all this, <laughs> all yeah, this man, money a lot being of spent uh, back for, and forth for fifteen dollars. Yep, you, I'm still coming out ahead. The dumb thing is, you could have you could have made me happy, and you still would have gotten all seventy seven dollars back, right back in the till. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're probably going to get that anyway. But that fourteen seventy eight was that worth that fight? I don't know. With us talking about how chill they are with some things, it was really surprising that they were being such dicks about it. Yeah, man, they're usually pretty easy about returning stuff. I mean, I returned, I've returned, you know, big ticket. Items. Even like, you know, it, and they ask you why, and then just like, uh, don't need it, right? Ordered by mistake right. or not what I wanted. I mean, usually they don't care. No, but today they did. <laughs> Yesterday weird, they did. Man. Yeah, it was bullshit. You got a new guy, <laughs> fucking crusader. Anyway, so again, as a reminder, if you didn't hear last reminder, if you listen to it, the kickstart once. Or you hadn't, basically the show is like an expanded version of Kicks of the Week that we can never remember to do when we do a regular episode. So now we just said, let's just do a show and we can talk about these couple of things and then other things in between and maybe just fill in the gaps with what we did in the last week. So my first pick is thank you, Entertainment Gods. Rick and Morty is back for season four. Yay, Rick and Morty. It's so good. We only have two episodes right now. And I got reminded about because my nephew Brandon said, hey, I need to hook up. I need to watch Rick and Morty. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's back. And then at that point, it had been back for a week. I forgot. Yeah. I, yeah. So Probably anyway. On another planet. So my first thing is Rick and Morty for season four. And the first two episodes are wonderfully hysterical. And that Rick and Morty fashion, it is seriously dense, mind-blowing 
writing from that writer's room again, where you just like, where did he come up with this stuff? And you're laughing, but it's also seriously thought provoking. That's the thing that's yeah, always man. been great about the show is that. Well, it also makes for multiple viewings because you, you, you're laughing over other jokes because it's just that rapid fire and it's that exactly. dense. I mean, I've watched the first three seasons. I've seen every episode at least three or four times. Same. You know? So, yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to go home probably and watch these again tonight. It's so good. Yeah, it's great. So, I watched both episodes last night and then I watched them. You and I watched them together just a short while ago. And there were a bunch of things that I was laughing at that I hadn't seen, but I, ref- I knew it was related to something later on. I'm like, oh, that makes it even funnier remembering something or seeing something I missed the first time. And some and that's another thing too. It isn't just the laughs of the dialogue driven jokes. It's a lot of visual stuff that you're laughing, especially if you're watching it with somebody else. I found myself looking at you a couple of times like or the acknowledgement how silly something is or how totally funny. but when you watch it by yourself, you usually see all the visual things. So it was funny to still see or see see things that I missed the first time. Dan Harmon and his team are so good. And there's lots of surprise um, voice cameos again and I shouldn't say well surprise but they're they're still credited and you get to the end oh, uh, yeah. of the episode and you're seeing all the voice actors I'm like whoa I didn't oh yeah, now that I think about it, that totally sounded like her oh that totally sounded like him right me too but there's one voice in there that's just I'm not, I don't want to say what it is cause I just want you to enjoy it I, don't, I mean I didn't have to look but I looked just for just for affirmation that it was right and it was like so good. I'm just so happy that they used her for something like that because it was so fun. Yeah, man. I mean, it was a great way to start the day. I mean, uh, like I can't even believe I didn't realize it was on, but I, you know, was gone for a week. But that was a nice uh, Texas. Yeah, and then yesterday was like oh yeah sleepy so, day. So let's let's go ahead and uh, since you're bringing up your your trip real quick, why don't we in between my lamenting about Rick and Morty coming back, um. What happened? <laughs> what happened on your return home from Dallas? Oh, I had to. I flew into LAX, which is terrible, uh, because of their new. I don't know what they're doing. They're no. you know they're they're just kind of fucking travelers. I mean, I guess they don't really want people to fly out of there. I don't know what they're doing, but uh, so I had to wait forty minutes for the shuttle, which was usually it runs every half hour. So I missed it, but they but they've moved it. Their app isn't updated because I was standing where you're supposed to be standing. And then I asked someone, I'm like, well, this doesn't look right. Because now there's all these shuttles to pick people up to take them to an empty lot where they can then call Uber with 60 of their closest non-friends. And then you guys can all wait for Ubers to come to this lot or there's Ubers. I don't know because I didn't go there. But, you know, once I tracked down the new spot for the flyaway, 40 minutes then a 30-minute ride to the valley, then, you know, 15 minutes sticking around there. It was just, you know, I, I landed at 10.08, and I got home at 1.58. <laughs> so, yeah, man, AM. Would you consider that it's from the point you got in a vehicle? Yeah. You you should have, I mean, because you had to go, you, you did the flyaway, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there is, can I get on a flyaway shuttle out of LAX, which is just a bus. It's an, it shouldn't call it a shuttle. It's a tour-style bus. Yeah, it's a bus. And takes you to the valley, and you get your car. It's been parked there. All for, of that stuff, really, right? they, they but, have it wired tight. Like, the, fly, the flyaway, in theory, it's great because they pick you up, you throw your bag in, you get in, you, 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 they carpool land it. You're, I mean, that the process of finding it in this new disaster yeah. at LAX... And, 
you know, just all of the, the kind of madness that's been created there now. I, I mean, they, you know, they say that they're doing it because, you know, traffic there is becoming so awful. But I mean, really, man, there were a lot of mad people. Yeah. There are people trying to find, you know, which shuttle goes to the, there's now on top of trying to find the right shuttle to take you to the rental car. Then you got to find a shuttle to take you to the Uber lot. And, you know, then you call, you can't call an Uber until you get to the lot, obviously. Right. Unless they're, I mean, unless they've got a fleet of Uber drivers just waiting. They're like vultures. I don't know, man, but I'm not doing it again. Right. I mean, man, what a disaster. My mom came back from seeing my sister in Michigan. Uh, but while she was still there, she was texting me telling about her experience leaving LAX. Same situation, having to drop your, your check-in luggage at a completely different place where you had to take it out, get on a shuttle, then take you to your departing terminal. I'm like, what kind of bullshit is that? So I told her, I said, look, I don't work the day you come back. So if you need me to um, just reach out. And sure enough, she texted me that night. I was here at home. Melody was getting Joe tucked into bed. And she texted me and said, the shuttle has no record of my prepaid ticket. Now my mom was taking a shuttle um, not like yours, not like a flyway, but it was going to take her from the airport all the way back home in Antelope Valley. Mm-hmm. Same thing that got her down there. I'm like, how'd they lose your ticket if, it, if they had a record of the first one? She goes, I don't know. So I said, all right, I'm coming down. I'll be there in 45 minutes. And I don't have any problem going down to LAX. I've always, I'm always the big picker up or dropper offer. And it's, and it's helpful too. And when I'm working at Fox, I can just shoot over there and be there in less than 15 minutes. Getting there is not the problem. The expediency of getting there is not the problem. It's when you get there. Yeah, it's a disaster. It man. took me when I got off at Century Boulevard off the 405, which is normally about a five to six minute drive to LAX, hitting all the red lights. It took me 25 minutes to get to my mom. And she was at Terminal 2, which is this literally right. the second thing. Literally, right? Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Then, as we're using the horseshoe thing to try to get out of there, the normal sign that's there is saying, hey, this takes you back to Sepulveda, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It loops you back into the airport again. Like, you need to cover that sign until you're done doing what you're doing. Yeah, man, it's 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 a disaster. It's bad. So, you got a little that, bit of that intel from me ahead of time. Oh, and, otherwise, and, yeah, man. Otherwise, the sad thing is, it helped, but only a little bit only from the flyaway standpoint. The flyaway part was great. I parked my car in Van Nuys. It's right. $5 a day to leave your car there, which mm. is nothing. nothing. Um, it's perfectly safe. I, dude, it's $9 each way. It was $18 round trip yeah. on the shuttle. Right. None of that was bad. In my experience, it, none of that. It's always it's always pretty. It's the LAX yeah. of it all that's yeah. bad. It's just, you know, hey, get when, your shit together. When we have grown up, well, maybe you in your adult life, right? But I've always experienced LAX being a shit show. I mean, it's always it's it's in perpetual state of being remodeled. Yeah, it's I been mean, being remodeled since I've moved constantly. here. Even even though you have those expectations that there's always something going on there, you're not prepared for this. Never, never prepared. Even even with my stupid experience that I share with you, you still weren't ready for the shenanigans that you had to deal with. Nope. What was the, what did you text me? Uh, we landed, was you landed 25? We landed 25 minutes early, but then we sat on the runway for 40 minutes before we could get to a gate. So there, now we're 15 minutes late. Which is, which is, see, that's what's ridiculous. You get there that early, which means you would have been, even if you're on time, you would have sat in the tarmac for 15 minutes. Correct. waited for you. Yep. 
Yeah. I mean, it's funny because, you know, people are now people are starting to worry on the plane about, you know, missing their connecting flights. They're early, but they're not early. You know, if right. you've you got a close window, you know, sometimes sometimes you only have to go two gates over right. when you get inside. But sometimes you, you know, it's not like other airports where you got to go to an entirely different terminal. But you mean, you mean like DFW? Oh, if you ever connect, if you ever that's connect, what I flew out of. Yeah, I know. <laughs> See, when we talked about me going out there, possibly while you're on the next movie and, and doing some episodes, maybe get some crew from the movie to come on and chat. I was like going, Oh my gosh, I don't think I've ever, no, I've been to DFW once where that was, I was trying to go to Dallas. I went to Melody and I went to Fort Worth for uh, the adoption thing. Mm-hmm. Joey's not adopted. I'll tell the story mm-hmm. another time. It was, <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, he looks too much like me for to be from to be a correct. <laughs> Trust me, he's not. I can tell. Um, so, um, so I was super excited about the idea. I'm like, oh man, to go to DFW and just not have to worry about connecting flight. But like you said, LAX is as big of a, of a, a an airport that it is. Everything's fairly close together. Yeah, you could walk it. You could walk it if you if forced. Yeah, pretty easily. Sure, but now it's just. It's, there, it's it's never safe. You might get run down. Well, that's, but that's what I was about to say. It's like you you have more places to cut in, be, in between cars now because it feel I feel like it's all the cars are in a perpetual state of... See, there's your, there's your fucking mic again. What did it do? It makes this clicking sound. Hold on. I'm going to mute you. Try that again. It's the reverb. Turn up the reverb. I didn't even hear it that time, but... But I looked and I saw that it clipped. I'm like... And then when you look at the waveform, it's like, it just is... And I'm like, oh, man. that like I might have to replace that mic, which is not going to be great, so I need it for the marathon. Oh, yeah. Hey, the marathon's coming. The, the marathon, uh, the Yorkiethon 4, <laughs> it's now December 13th, 14th, and 15th instead of 6th, 7th, and 8th. Unfortunately, I won't be there until 9, 10 o'clock on that Friday, the 13th. Why is that? It, it is my son Joey's thirteenth birthday, and uh, we had a cool little thing planned for it, but we had to scrap that due to uh, recent events. And I'm not going to get into those recent events now because I don't want to be all sad conversation. Anyway, so Yorkiethon Four. If, if you're not familiar with it and what it is, it's the movie Crips um, does a, an annual marathon where, where uh, they stay up for 48 hours and stay on the air with guests. A lot of commentaries, uh, live script readings, a whole whole bevy of stuff that you'll most likely, for for the bulk of it, not hear it again. The whole point of it is to, like a Jerry Lewis marathon, is to raise money for this one-time event. So it's Yorkiethon 4. And we still refer to the previous years as 3-2 and Yorkie, the original first Yorkiethon, even though that's not what it was called. That's not what it was called, but that's what it is now. But it's kind of like when you get the box set for Indiana Jones. Yeah, man. Then you get the it crystal says, skull. And it says Indiana. Uh, it says Indiana Jones and da da da. And the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Lost Ark. Yeah, that it's that kind of. And thing. the Temple of Doom, which it always was, right? It, was, it, it always, always was. was. It, it was only the first movie that was right. just called Raiders. Just like Star Wars: The New Hope was just called Star Wars when yeah. I grew up. Yeah, subtitles can suck it. Yeah, suck it subtitles. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm going with. <laughs> anyway, so to wrap up that up the, that uh, the segue, LEX sucks. If you have a choice, land fly out of Burbank, fly in and out of Burbank, Ontario, yes. John Wayne Airport, any yeah. any airport but LAX. Yeah. It is it is less. Of I'd an rather drive to Orange County. <laughs> Seriously, it's less of an inconvenience to drive to Ontario. <laughs> yeah, it is. 
just so you know, Ontario is an hour from us. But I'd still rather drive there than LAX. <laughs> but that, if you think about it, man, Ontario is an hour away from us. Okay. Well, maybe it's a little bit longer. 70 minutes? Uh, yeah, probably. 70, 75 minutes. But still 45, 50 minutes for me to go from here to LAX for you is probably about, it's about, about, an hour. About, about an hour. That's a small amount of time when you consider the bullshit that you deal with. Well, you're not sitting in traffic usually. It's pretty, I mean, right. it's pretty you, straight shot. It's, it's straight shot and you can catch up on a podcast. And you get dropped off and you walk right in. Right. I mean, Burbank's a little more like LAX in that way. Well, Burbank's not bad either. I mean, no, it's not. It's not, but I mean, it's, it's, yeah. 9 11 changed so much, dude. LAX has always been a joke, even pre 9 11, but Burbank got extra secure. Yeah. M- maybe I mean, overcompensated. Still. I know it sounds terrible to say that, it's but it's not that bad. No, it's not. I've never, I've, it's never taken me more than 15 minutes to get dropped off and go through check in and then be sitting at the gate. Right. It's, it's always. Like I said, never more than 15 minutes yep. in Burbank. Yeah. What I'm going to talk about first is just a couple of books that I'm totally like into. Uh, I'm Because I'm a big, I, music, you know me also, I, I mean, I love move, but I'm also, I love music and I yep. love, you know, punk rock and, uh, you know, just basically there's these two books. One I'm going to talk about first is called From Stable Guns to Thumbtacks. Mm. It is flyer art from 1982 to 1995. New Orleans punk and hardcore scene specific. Nice. Uh, yeah, this book was compiled by my friend, Pat Roy, um, who worked with Joe Lynch and I on Point Blank. And uh, as a gift, Pat gave uh, gave me this book. He gave one to Joe Lynch. He gave one to well, me, our DP, because we all kind of share that same, uh, we're all very close to the same age, and maybe Lynch is the youngest of us all. But, uh, you know, these are all... Pat has been Pat went to every one of these shows these are all flyers wow. that he yeah I know crazy right that he saved as a kid man yeah man and the, I mean and this is back in the old days I mean you know some people probably don't understand this you know now because it's not a thing that happens but this is back in the day before Photoshop and yep. And computer-generated flyers and apps and things um, so it's really a nice I mean especially if you were into the whole you know 80s 90s punk and hardcore yep shows right uh this is really a fantastic book pat is an awesome person there's a nice little forward in here from pat um you know and pat pat's not getting rich he put this thing together and he and he got it on amazon so if that floats your boat uh you should definitely check this book out uh i mean you know all kinds of shows you know new orleans is a big music city right uh and some of the bands that traveled through there between this time 82 to 95 there's a lot of really cool stuff in here. So uh, do yourself a favor. Check out From Stable Guns Thumbtacks. Uh, you can get it on Amazon. And we will link to that in the show notes. It is a rad book. I mean, I just, just see, sitting across from now and thumb, thumbing through it. Now, I grew up in Simi where the band Scared Straight was from. And I think Lee there's a Singer, Scared Straight in there. Really? I think there is a flyer. That, uh, that was, that was, it was a front man by uh, Scott Rudinsky. Um, who moved on to the band Pulley, among other things. And pitched for the Dodgers. And he pitched for the Dodgers. He got drafted by the White Sox. And yeah. Pitched for the Dodgers. And the last time I looked, he's a pitching, pitching coach. coach for the Angels. I think I so. Think. Somewhere. Yeah. He's actually somebody I always looked up to. Is that he, he always, from, from junior high through high school, he was a year in front of me, Scott. But to look at these flyers right now, it just reminds me of those days 
where it was all like sketched down on a piece of paper or if you got lucky enough, a band had a sticker, you threw it in there. Oh yeah. Or it, it was a combination of all those things. And then it also looks like a ransom note. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, it's super. Right, I'm, I am literally looking at a faith no more flyer. And this is pre Mike Patton faith no more. Yeah. So I forget the homeboy's name, the one with the Mohawk. I don't remember his name. Oh, but, oh, yeah, but this really book is so dope. This is just, this is like, I used to see these flyers everywhere. Corrosion of conformity. Good Lord. This is, yeah, this book is rad. There you go. I'll get, there, here's some goodness right there. Red Hot Chili Peppers headlining with special guest Faith No More. And what's funny is them at that time when they're trying to get people to come out for these kinds of things. If you didn't know the band by name, yep. they put a song underneath it with quotes around it. Yep. For Ch- Red Hot Chili Peppers is Black Eyed Blonde, which I think is on this Uplift Mofo Party. Yeah, right? exactly. And then Faith the More is We Care a Lot, which is a which was a <laughs> big song. Especially in one of our favorite movies that we're going to talk about eventually. Yes, <laughs> eventually. <laughs> eventually. Silver Bullet, I'm kidding. When we do our Silver Bullet redo. Wait, did that come out the, same, wait, did that come out the same year? As what? We Care a Lot. The song? Yeah. Come out at 85? 85. Something like that. 84, Ooh. 85 maybe? Okay. Yeah. That could have worked. Guar World Tour 88. Look at that. Yeah, I know, right? Oh. I mean, look, dude. It for you Oh, know, and a second, a reverse flyer with all the, with all, dude. Yeah, there's some great stuff okay. in there, man. Just for the, these, this double-sided flyer alone for Guar from 88. This is why you need to buy this book. Oh my gosh, Pat, dude, thank you. This is dope, man. This is super killer, and I'm about to buy it right now. Yeah, it's really fun. I mean, it's, I could, I mean, I, I spend, like, I do a lot of, you know, I've, I draw a lot of inspiration from this, like, uh, you know, in film where we have to do like club scenes and stuff. I kind of tend to go back that way. So, I mean, just having these is like such a, and, you know, a lot of these shows, I saw these same shows, but I saw them in California. So it's cool, man. It's it's really a fun book. Pat's a great guy, independent artist. Um, so you know, if you're looking, if that's your thing, order the book. Throw a little love Pat's way. Uh, he he'll appreciate it, and you will too when you get the copy of the book. All right, I'm I'm not kidding about this. I'm literally ordering it right now. Buy, yeah, buy it, now. It's a super fun. Buy if that's your if it's your thing, you will totally dig it. You will not be sorry you bought it. Place my order. I'm going to have it on Thursday. Boom. I'll put that, I'll put link that to the show notes because it's not easy to find. Yeah, dude, right? I mean, good God. What kind of bullshit is that? I was going to talk about this book, but I think it's kind of the same thing. And I don't have really any personal connection to this, but I do dig this book. This is like, this is put together by some dudes in San Diego. It's basically the same same thing. It's called Punk Rock Paper Scissors, uh, 80s Punk and Hardcore Flyers. And these guys, I believe, this is these, the guys who put this together, this is all from like Southern California. San Diego, right on. So, uh, but it's the same kind of vibe. So you know, if that if, if you're into this, uh, you could also check out Punk Rock Paper Scissors. Um, it's another similar book, but you know, it's fun. I love it. You know, it's part it's part research, but part just memories for me. So it's cool. So check those out. Check those out. Is check that, them out. Is that your one too, or is that just one combined? Thing? That's just one. Nice. See that you're going to get extra stuff this week. Yeah, man. Bonus content. Bonus. Boner content. Boner content for Monday morning. <laughs> Let's do the last Monday of November. Yeah, already. God, dude. I don't know what happened. I only got 20 more Novembers in me, Corey. Is that all? Yeah. I hope. I mean, I think. Is that it all? feels you? like it. Really? I don't that, know. Just that number? Just saying. I don't know. 
Damn, dude. I'm just saying, if you look at it that way, it's pretty don't depressing, be on, right? Don't bring, your morbid, <laughs> don't bring your morbid shit in my house. Well, if I said I had 35, then I'd be like, I don't know about that. <laughs> 35 <laughs> more November. Well, no, but that, that's a 75% uh, 75% increase from what you just got yeah, done telling me. Could be 20, 35, whatever. Uh, you know, whatever, man. I'll take all of them I can get. But it's about quality of life at one yeah, point. Yeah, totally. <laughs> certainly is. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, shit. What was my second thing? God damn it. Weed. I'm not kidding. Was it? Uh, no. Your second thing was? No, but I did, I did try some new cookies last night. Nice. And they were very effective. <laughs> well, good. <laughs> Thankfully, I wasn't doing any editing last night because it wouldn't have gotten very much done. Staring at the blank wall, trying to figure out why nothing's changing. It's, yeah. It's all blank, man. All of, oh, dude. Anyway, my second thing, I've been kind of toying with it for a while, and I, I keep finding myself going back to it. There is a show on, on Netflix or is it Hulu? Shit. I have to look it up. I think it's Netflix. It's Netflix. The first two seasons are Netflix. Or first season is Netflix. The second thing I have is a streaming thing, and it's a show called Hot Date. And it's done by a, a, a couple that started off doing on, uh, on collegehumor.com. It's super, super funny. Um, it's sketch comedy, but it, go, it intermixes with characters crossing over that they both play that's the thing is all the main characters in each sketch are played by the, the couple brian k murphy and emily axford the second season is available on pop it's a pop app so um you may i think you might need a tv provider i don't recall anyway but the first season is on netflix and i, I found it really funny in it even though it's on a pop is a channel you can still get on some cable platforms and it is, but it also streams, but I think, uh, I think it's owned by CBS. I think it's owned by Viacom. Oh, uh, that makes because sense. Because they used to, um, not used to, I think they still might be doing, um, Viacom, um, big brother after dark where they just leave the cameras rolling all the time, the live feed. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they show. I think it's, I think pop actually shows that, but it's super funny. It, it throws back to like a kids in the hall kind of thing. But it's more key and peel in that the characters they play are reoccurring a lot of the times, but they also intermix with each other, which is funny because they're obviously doing that whole I'm talking to myself kind of things a whole bunch because they're the same actors playing this different character. Right. But it's really well done and never feels fake. They always have, they always do get a proper stand in. So you're not going, oh, I saw too much of that guy's cheek. I know it's not him. Right. That's stuff that we used to suffer from, from the 1970s shows. Like when you watched the uh, $6 million man or something, man, I know that's not Lee majors. First Wait of all, he's like a foot smaller. He's a foot smaller. He's got curly hair. <laughs> someone, someone needs to settle his perm down. If you're going to be doubling for Hit Lee that majors. Fool with some relaxer, <laughs> but yes, hot date. And I, I, I'd seen it come up a whole bunch of times, probably because of key and peel. Maybe it was just a suggestion from that. But um, I finally got around to watching it about a month ago. And I'm like, this is great. And then it ended. That season one just ended. And I'm like, ah. But like the original Lethal Weapon, which I did not see in the theater. I saw it one week before Lethal Weapon 2 came out. Oh, wow. So when I saw Lethal Weapon at home and got the experience, like, oh my gosh, this is great. I had a whole incubation period of a week before. Yeah, part two. Instead of instead of like enjoying the shit out of it for two years and that and like and anxiously waiting for a sequel that I wanted to happen. Oh. Now I was like, I had to wait five days. So, so have you never seen it on a 
big screen? Have, I one? have since. Okay, cool. But not initially. Because I was going to say, you missed the, the best part, dude, is the opening sequence with the Mansa, Amanda Hunsucker taking a dive. Yeah. And then it cranks right into Jingle Bell Rock. Yes. It's wonderful. I love, I love Lee's Weapon. Yeah, me too, man. But hot date, fun stuff. Keith. It's on Hulu now? Netflix. Netflix. And okay. the second season is on Pop, which is an app. You can get it. Gotcha. Uh, you get it on uh, Roku, Apple TV. Um, Fire Stick, but Amazon Fire Stick. Yeah, I think you can Chromecast that shit too. Yeah, I bet. Just guessing. All right. I'm yeah. going to say, yeah, that's awesome. And you know what? Don't complain to me. It's still free. I literally gave you two free things this week. Yeah. After like, you know, after him giving you like your bank account five, last week. $500 worth of stuff to buy last week. <laughs> what, man, if you bought it, uh, here's the thing that's rad. Turn it back. No, here's the thing though. If if people didn't buy it until you heard the episode, they would have got the one sixty six for the book. Yeah, totally. So right. Oh, and you also oh, you, yeah. the Criterion sale is still on, so you can pick up Godzilla for hundred bucks. Yeah, hundred twelve bucks, and you can still score uh, Night of the Living Dead on it super cheap because yeah. that 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 Barnes and Noble sale does last until December first. You know what's funny, man? Is I went when I went to Barnes and Noble this weekend, uh, I looked at the Night of the Living Dead, and it's twenty nine dollars at Barnes and Noble, so. Even fifty percent off, it's fourteen ninety five, and See. Amazon's just selling it for fourteen ninety five. See, I think, uh, I think unless my, it's part of the no, sale. No, no, Night uh, Night of the Living Dead is twenty two ninety nine on Amazon. Really? Yeah. Well, there's something. There's some things that they. Imagine, I got it. Some, I got it for fourteen bucks at Amazon. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. They, they, you know, we just we just as we just discussed, right? They got their, their bullshit, prices go up and down all the time. Their bullshit sliding. Their sliding scale. What was funny is when I bought that Rick Baker again, I bought it for one sixty six seventy eight, and the next time I looked at it, it said one sixty six nineteen. So it dropped because yeah. I it dropped because I bought it again. You guys suck, right? And, totally. then, we, and then we get the return; it's going to go back up. Yeah, of course, sixteen cents, or it's going to drop twenty more dollars, one hundred and forty five dollars. We have to make up for this asshole return you again. Son like of we a should bitch. just give me the money. Just give me the money. My second thing I want to throw out there this week is, uh, again, it's Netflix, but it is the Kaminsky Method, uh, mm. season two. If you miss season one, then you, you, you get 18, 16 glorious episodes to go through. Uh, you don't have to wait uh, eight months. Uh, <laughs> I feel like they crank these out pretty quickly. The seasons are pretty close to one another because I feel like because the two leads are pretty old. And uh, I'm just saying, I don't mean it like, you know, uh, I'm just saying if you're going to do a season three, they got to do it pretty quickly because, you know, step on it. Yeah. Let's get, get on the gas, but it's, it's gold, man. I mean, I'm not a fan of network television, but this is not network television. It's funny, man. Michael Douglas and Alan Arkin are, they're like national treasures. I mean, and them to playing off of one another. The show is really smartly written. There's a lot of inside baseball. I mean, if you're a, if you're in, if you live in Los Angeles or just if you're in the movie, if you're into movies and movie nerddom and everything that goes with it, there's a lot of stuff you'll get. You'll, you'll love. Um, I don't want, I can't give away. I don't want to give away any of the cameos because right. it kind of ruins it, but there's a lot of great cameos. Michael Douglas is great. Arkin is great. I mean, there's not a bad performance in it. If you've ever been in an acting class, the the whole premise is that uh, Michael Douglas plays Sandy Kaminsky, who's a famous acting teacher and has a very famous acting school here in Los Angeles for film acting. And uh, if you've ever been in one of those classes, all these jokes are going to land. You're gonna you're gonna know everybody in this class. You're gonna laugh. You you will you'll laugh a lot. Um, it's touching. Sometimes it gets a little sappy. But not in the not in the way where you're like you know where it makes you want to throw up. 
Um, <laughs> it's still, it's witty. You know, and a lot of it is Douglas and Arkin. They're just, they're, they're, they're magic. Uh, so I, I'm going to say, if you haven't, if you're curious about it, even if you're not curious about it, and you're like, why, Freddie, why the hell do I want to watch something with two stars whose combined age is 160 years old? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> because they're not going to be around forever, and you'll be sorry if you don't get into it now. You'll be one of those guys that comes to it in five years, and everyone's like, yeah, we already know about that, so... Don't be that guy. Check it out. Yeah. There you go. That's my rant. And then on the cameo front, I haven't watched an episode of it yet, so I'm not familiar enough with the cameos that you mentioned. I'm not, you did tell me one cameo. Yeah. Um, and that's cool. Actually, you did two. And that's fine. It's cool. I, it's not a big deal. It doesn't ruin anything for me. But you can, again, just to keep the mystery about it, you can imagine with, with Arkin and with Michael Douglas the kind of corral of, of cameos you could potentially have and it's a Chuck Lloyd produced thing, so he's never short on cameos on his shows either. Right, exactly. So there you go. Yeah, like I said, it's, it's there's a lot of inside baseball, so you know it's very it's very clever. So let's just leave it at that and Good. check it out. Love it. Look at that. That was svelte, and even with editing, this is going to be shorter than last week's. I can keep talking. It's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we have something to keep talking about. Yeah. So we won't, we we won't, we won't get into that because it's going to be weird because that'll already come out by the time you hear this. So just don't point it. Right. Now, All right. And I'm probably going to cut out this part of me just talking about it. Then I have to cut it out the part of me cut and say I'm going to cut it out. If you want to follow us on social media, you can follow Corey on Twitter at Corey Culp or the official account at Karate Pod. If you want to follow me, you can follow me at Raven Shattuck at Twitter. Or you can follow me on the Instagram at Rock and Roller Thirty Three. Still, all right. So there you go. Uh, that's it. And I should point out a couple of things. If this is Monday, the twenty fifth, this is a Monday, free before Thanksgiving. Um, tomorrow night, the twenty sixth, we are going to be at the Alamo Draft House in Los Angeles for the Movie Crips live presentation of the Hidden. In 35 milliliter. Milliliter, millimeter. Millimeter. Both. <laughs> I'll be drinking milliliters and watching in millimeters. And uh, supposedly there's going to be a Patreon get together ahead of time. Movie yeah. Crypt Patreon. If you're already a Patreon subscriber, you probably already know that. That it's coming. It hasn't been formally announced yet, I don't believe. Um, maybe by the time this is uh, out in the wild, it is. It would have to be since it'll be the day before the event. <laughs> Correct. Also, so there's Thanksgiving. So there's that. There's that. If you are in, if you are in the United States, happy Thanksgiving this Thursday. I hope you get a chance to enjoy time with family and friends. If you don't have people around you, and go to the movies. Go, go see a movie. There's, there's enough out there that you can surround yourself with people looking to have fun. And just don't see, don't see anything depressing, please. Don't see Lost Highway, what you're saying? In a theater, man, can you imagine that? But I don't, I don't know if the Lost Highway was playing somewhere. It was Micah, playing yesterday at the what, New Beverly. We missed it, it two, two p.m. Oh, that yeah. Okay, so New Best started doing this thing. We've had some good movies since it came back, right? Isn't oh, it, yeah. it wasn't the Monday night mat, mm-hmm. a Monday the month the Monday matinee is new since they reopened, right? Yep, to it. Yeah, <sighs> dude. dude. Last dude. week was Copland. I know 